What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 200, no, 200, 313th episode <laughs> of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, SBJ, and with me today is Will. I am so, so tired and worn out. You, you guys have killed me. You've, you've taken my every last bit of energy and spent it. I got nothing left. This will be real fun. What did I do? Made me do Pokemon Go Community Day. Yeah. That's like running a marathon is what that is. <laughs> I feel like all our episodes have not been traditional recently because we have so much news to cover. And usually we can't get to it all in 90 minutes. But just Will and I, for this episode, E3 happened. It was a lot of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, I believe is the game title. And we're not going to talk about that. One, because yeah. I don't like Super Smash Brothers. But two, I did watch to see if there was anything cool Pokemon related. And there wasn't anything that you haven't seen too much before. And it doesn't matter how much Pokemon stuff they put into that game. I just don't care. <laughs> I agree. I, <laughs> like, they'd be like, what if they add your favorite Pokemon, Steve? And I'd be like, they already added Chandelure to Pokemon. And I don't like that game. Yeah, didn't quite work out. It was cool that they did, though. Props, props to them for adding the chandelier. But they did show some Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee stuff, which is really cool. For some reason, Nintendo never likes to put Pokemon on their actual Direct. They always save it for the Treehouse. I don't know why they always get like the sloppy seconds of the Treehouse. They did this with Sun and Moon. I, I can't remember if they did it with Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. I don't remember. I thought that was just an out-of-cycle announcement. No, they did some. I want to say it was Treehouse related. I don't have it in front of me, but I know Sun and Moon. They like I remember when they showed Sun and Moon. It was at the Treehouse, and um, that was like the first time we saw Grubbin and the first time we saw Young Goose. Anyways, uh, the Pokeball Plus is now available for pre-order. If it hasn't already sold out by now, I don't think so. What? I haven't gotten mine yet. Get get that pre-order. Where are you going to do the bundle or are you doing the? I'm assuming you'd want to do the bundle, right? Amazon should have the bundle. I don't know if I want Pikachu or Eevee yet. Just order both because they don't charge you until it ships. Oh, I don't play these games. <laughs> uh, oh, there is a bundle for $99. Yeah. Just because you're talking about it, the game is $60. The Pokeball Plus, which is a Joy-Con plus a Pokemon Go Plus all in one. Is fifty dollars. You get the bundle. It's a hundred, so you save ten dollars. Uh, that is true. So there's the quick math on that. Uh, so this episode we're going to talk about the news we've heard from Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. Just like past episodes, we're only talking about stuff that has been confirmed. We're not worrying about speculation yet, or or news that does not have a source. But there was more than enough confirmed at the treehouse that we have plenty to talk about. Also, there's a bit of Pokemon Go news that we're going to talk about. I think that's it. I think those are the two things that happen. Pokemon Go Fest coming up, Will. Yeah, I still haven't gotten my ticket yet. My plane ticket. <laughs> I need to do that. Well, yeah, let's start off with Pokemon Go. What's Pokemon Go Fest? July 8th? No, July 15th and 16th. 14th yeah. and 15th. 14th and 15th. Community Day is the 8th. I, I, oh, I've got to do another community day. One a month. Speaking of community day, how was yours? How was, how was the community day? Well, I... Uh, it was your first one, right? 
Yes, this is the first time I did it. I coordinated with my coworker who has done, I think, all of them. Big, big Pokemon Go player. And uh, he told me that the, the DC, the hot spot to go to, is the zoo. Actually, the, in the zoo or around the zoo? The, in the zoo, in the zoo. So in DC, you don't pay for the zoo, right? And actually, it's just like open. There's no gates to get into it or anything like that. So like what? honestly, like, yeah, when I go running, I will actually run through the zoo because it's like a really nice way to get onto some of the trails I like to use. It's starts like the top of the zoo is Connecticut Avenue. And Are there, it, wait, 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 wait. Are there lions in the zoo? Yes. Pandas. Uh, we're, we're known for our pandas. There's elephants. Ele- giraffes? I believe they have giraffes, yes. And it's, it's a zoo. And it's free? It is paid for by your tax dollars. <laughs> this is mind-blowing. That, like, every morning you can just be like, what's up, lions? How's it going? Oh, heck, yeah. I mean, like, if I wanted to run through the zoo every morning, I could do it absolutely free. No problem. So I didn't, for, for Community Day, I did not run over. I did walk over. Uh, so I discovered this, what I didn't realize about Pokestops, which I'm, I know I'm going to make people in less fortunate areas really upset about this. But there's these, I sent you the picture of one. There, there's these old, they used to be like fire call boxes yeah. where they were just on the side of the street. Then what they are now is since they don't have phones in them anymore, people paint pictures in them of like what things that are in the area those there's usually like maybe like two or three on some blocks and uh each one of those is a pokestop (laughs) so as i was walking to the zoo i just i think i hit like at least 10 pokestops on the way yeah which was pretty great but here's the thing so so there was some debate in dc of whether the national mall or the zoo is the better place to go the National Mall is where things like the Washington Monument and the Lincoln Memorial and all that kind of stuff is. And the thing about the zoo is pretty much every cage cage area where animals are on display is a Pokestop. So you can you can sit in one place and hit like five or six Pokestops without even moving. But if you actually walk through the zoo, there's like probably 30 Pokestops. And they all had lures on all of them. The, it was just full of all, any, every kind of Pokemon that you might want to catch. And all you have to do is like walk from the top of the zoo down to the bottom, which is about a mile. It's actually less than a mile. Uh, and then, you know, walk back up again. So that was pretty great. Got to do a Kyogre raid. And somebody was really rude during the Kyogre raid. But that's okay because I got past that section of the Mew research like because i got to do oh the raids raids. yeah i actually did two raids i did one kyogre raid and one croconaw raid (laughs) which is weird but i ended up with four shinies four shiny larvitars and uh so i have a complete shiny larvitar pupitar tyranitar line very nice but yeah people were people were generally decent except for that one person at the kyogre raid and It was nice, a little warm, a little hot, but at the top of the zoo. So I I go in and out from the top of the zoo just because that's the side that my house is on. Okay. There is a Starbucks, a frozen yogurt place, a cake pop place, and a restaurant. I mean, those places are rolling in money because nobody pays for food at the zoo. They go out to those places to get stuff. Um, So I could get some frozen yogurt uh, for my walk home. It was real nice. 
also there's lots of bathrooms at the zoo. So, you know, that's so much better than the National Mall. At the National Mall, everything's spread out. And yes, there are bathrooms and stuff, but it's just everything is really far from each other. And everything at the zoo is really concentrated. Did you do the 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 tap and tap and run to check for shinies, or did you catch everything? What was your strategy? I caught I caught everything. Yeah, but I just when I was doing the Kyogre raid, you know, you know when you do raids. Okay, maybe not when you do raids. When I do raids, and I just like I, I'm I'm there to have fun. I have not devoted significant portions of my life to analyzing the optimal way to play Pokemon Go. So it pops up with that screen and it's like, here's six recommended Pokemon yep. for you to do this raid with. And I'm like, fine, I will use those six Pokemon. Yep. So one of mine was Latios. Okay. And so my first, my two executors died and then Latios came up and, and the, the space to be able to do this raid, which was at the great Panda um, shelter or whatever, was really tight the person who said this had to know because we were all crammed into this one tiny space together that the other person in the raid could hear her. And she's like, I don't understand why anyone would bring a Latios to a Kyogre fight. Mm. It's just so worthless. I'm like, excuse. <laughs> Those are my favorite type of players. The players who are like, are so concerned what other people are using. No, like, but I'm sure you finished with like, what, like 200 plus seconds left. Like, was it yeah. down to the wire? No. I doubt it. <laughs> no. And Kyogre got got raided or whatever. I mean, it's like, honestly, just like you, saying something nasty just for the sake of saying something nasty to make, make herself feel better. I, yeah. I don't understand. And, it, and it's, not even, it's not even like... It's not even like me picking on Pokemon Go players. That person just sounds like a terrible human being. <laughs> no, and, and actually what I found out later. Okay, so there, there were two issues, right? So I was there with my coworker and at later, like a few minutes later, we were standing in the shade. I think he went to go to the bathroom or whatever. And I saw my creepy neighbor show up. Um, I, I, I don't need to get into details, but this is just one of my neighbors in my neighborhood who I avoid. Okay. Dude's got a terrible personality. So I started walking away. My coworker caught up with me again. And I was like, I couldn't stay where I was standing because my creepy neighbor showed up and I, I don't want to talk to him. I don't want to interact with him. I had to get away from him. And he's like, yeah, there were those two people. And this woman was one of those two people that are from like the ra other raid group that I go to. And I wanted to get away from them. So <laughs> I was like, fine. We both had people to get away from. So... <laughs> We were successful, so I guess the, those those two people have a really bad reputation. Interesting. Yeah, how was your community day? Um, I, I heard about it last night, but I'd love to hear about it again. Sure, sure. What? How many? Uh, last question, Will. How many shiny larvatars did you walk away with? Four. And you played the entire three hours. I started at two o nine p.m. and I played all the way up until five p.m. Correct. Okay. Okay. Although, so walking from my house to the zoo, I only saw maybe like eight larvitar but then in the zoo i probably saw 100 to 200 larvitar okay because they, they were just spawning like five yeah, or six yeah, at yeah. a time my my community was good i'll keep it short i uh i played i played by myself this community day i didn't have anyone to play with and the question's like well what happened to you know micah and irene and and micah's wife becky uh they went to a different area to play pokemon go uh, they that turned I, their backs on you. That I refused to go to. 
<laughs> uh, so we have another friend that lives in the Chicago area that they normally get keyword normally uh, get you know twenty to thirty shinies per community day, and they do this by um, driving very slowly in a loop for three hours, which a month, which a month, which with a bunch of other cars that drive very slowly in a loop. So it's literally this parade of cars driving five miles an hour. In this in this park slash loop, there's a lot of spawns there. There's a lot of cell phone traffic, and they do the whole like you know tap not shiny run away thing. And Micah tried this last month for Charmander Day. You know he ended up with I don't know like twenty twenty five Charmanders or some shiny Charmanders or something. Yeah. Which then you know his his wife Becky wanted to try, and then Irene wanted to try, and uh, they've been trying to get me to do this for a couple months now, and. And my my answer to that is no. And don't get me wrong, I love hanging out with people and love hanging out with my friends and Pokemon is Pokemon Go is a very social thing to do, right? But the way I see it is I I don't want to spend an hour and a half in a car getting there to then sit in a car for three hours and then afterwards to drive back an hour and a half. That is six hours in a car to play a game that is designed for you to <laughs> you know, get out and walk. You know, people people can enjoy the game however they want. Like, I'm not telling somebody how to play. If, the, if you get the most fun sitting in a car for three hours, by all means, although I do have some logistical problems with said person driving the car and playing. Mm. And that goes for any anyone in that parade of cars. As somebody who's played a lot of Pokemon on my couch, in my office, in bed, in a car when somebody else is driving, this is all Pokemon. Pokemon Go has really changed my perspective on how playing games works in in the instance of like I specifically remember playing Pokemon Go outside in specific areas and going like oh I've never seen this building before or oh I didn't know this street existed or I didn't know this church was on this road just noticing things in in a city I've lived in for 25 years and Pokemon Go has made me realize, like, oh, I didn't know this was here. This is really cool. Look at that. Look at this. And that's super important to me. And I like that that game has introduced me to that kind of stuff. Yeah, I saw so many cute guys in tank tops <laughs> at the zoo. It was on. I probably saw more cute guys in tank tops than I saw shiny lar- or larvitars. So definitely worth it. And I'm I'm very into AR Plus now, uh, which is just. A, a way to like look at Pokemon with the with the AR feature and then to take pictures of it. So like I've been trying to do one AR plus picture a day on Instagram. So you can't really you can't really do AR plus in a car. Um, so just like walking around and not being in a car and having access to bathrooms and if I go to the mall, which I did, having access to like oh I can grab a smoothie real quick and I can keep doing this. So the only downfall, two things were bad. One is Irene stole all the portable chargers in my house, so I woke up with no portable <laughs> charger. Sh- throwing so much shade, man. And two, I didn't have anyone to play with, so that was a bit of a bummer. But on the upsides, uh, I caught up on some podcasts. I brought a pair of headphones, so I was listening to podcasts nonstop. So that was great. The other upside is I didn't have to wait for anyone. No one like taking their time or tying their shoe or had to go to the bathroom, so I didn't have to wait for them. So I can kept keep moving. Uh, but because I didn't have a battery pack, I, I stayed at the mall for about an hour or so, and then I needed to charge my phone because my iPhone battery lasts about an hour before it completely dies. 
So I used that time to drive to a different location, which took a half hour. But in that time, I was able to charge my phone up and then play for another hour. So I only actually played about two hours and 15 minutes of Community Day and not the full three. But I walked away with, I saw eight shiny Pokemon. I caught seven. The AR plus when I was trying to get a picture of a shiny Pokemon crashed on me. Oh, but that's okay. I mean, like to me, getting getting three is is really all I all I aim for because I want one of every evolutionary line. Um, and anything extra is just whatever. Uh, I I I don't completely understand the appeal of like I need to get as many as possible because like why. <laughs> Well, I mean, I need the experience. I, and actually managed, like, in the, yesterday morning, I got to level 25. And then during community day, I got to level 26 just because I was lucky egging and yeah. all that kind of stuff and catching Pokemons. But I'm I, I'm sure you're much higher up the chain. Yeah, I hit level 36 yesterday. And, um, and it was funny because somebody came into my twitch chat and they were like how could you ar plus a shiny pokemon why would you do that because anytime you ar plus you have the chance for ar plus to crash and i was like look dude would i be like a hundred times happier if i walked away with eight instead of seven like is it do i get does does my governor call me up and they're like steve congrats you caught eight if you would yeah what like, What's the difference? I don't really understand the appeal of like, oh, I need to get at least 20 for this community day to be good. Because for me, community day to be good is just, you know, catching three. I do I do have the, the baseline three. And, you know, just walking around and, and, and taking advantage of the perks. Like, I, I did want to catch everything because of the times three experience boost and, you know, make sure I got enough candy and stuff and... I wanted to get a couple AR pitchers, and I only really got one that was good because my app was crashing a couple times for the other ones. But I had a good one. I had a good community day. Yeah, I actually met new people and talked to people, which is something I don't like doing normally. And uh, and that was fun. Worthwhile. There's some new stuff coming. The Pokemon Go Summer Tour. Uh, PokemonGoLive.com. Just a friendly reminder, Pokemon Go does have official websites where you can find dates and times for their events. The question I see asked of like, how do you know when, when these events are? They have a website. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear Niantic has a website too. Yeah. I Would you believe, Will, that there's actually a Pokemon.com website that also provides no, news and information? No, that can't be real. <laughs> Pokemon can't make websites. Their fingers don't work that way. <laughs> there is, uh, There are some dates coming up. The Safari Zone stuff is a Europe-exclusive thing normally, slash AKA not an American thing, because it also takes place in Japan, too. I think those are the two Safari Zone sp- spots. First Safari Zone is June 30th to July 1st. It is in Dortmund. Is that Germany? Dortmund? Sounds German, but I don't know. So what happens is uh, the Safari Zones are a little more advanced than Community Day, but not as advanced as like a Pokemon Go Fest. They happened last year in Europe. It was fine. During these two days... If uh if you if if the people who are participating hit the goals they un- they unlock rewards for everyone and if they do that those rewards will be unlocked from June July 2nd to July 9th 
Uh, they need to... So the people participating have to complete 100,000 research tasks. Europe, Middle, Middle East, and Africa have to complete 5 million research tasks. So that's people not actually at the Safari Zone. The Americas have to complete 5 million... Did I say 500, 5 million research tasks for Europe, yeah. Middle East? 5 million for the Americas, and then 5 million for the Asian Pacific region. So the whole world has tasks, but specifically, the people playing in Dortmund on June 30th to July 1st have to do 100,000 research tasks. And if they do that, they will unlock catch XP, raid XP, hatch XP, and um, an egg bonus for everyone. So it looks like uh, Dortmund is just east of Essen in Germany. Okay, cool. little northeast of Dusseldorf. Dusseldorf. But Essen is the one that's more well-known, obviously. And then uh, July 14th through the 15th is Pokemon Go Fest in Chicago. Uh, players at Pokemon Go Fest have to do 100,000 research tasks, and then the same uh, the same reward, the same milestones for other people 5 million research tasks for europe 5 million for americas 5 million for asian pacific that will unlock some bonus rewards that will if if unlocked will activate july 16th through july 23rd and then late summer so these dates are not revealed yet but in yokosuka uh, there will be a safari zone. No dates on that, but again, 100,000 research tasks, 5 million research, 5 million research, 5 million research. That will unlock Stardust bonuses. So Pokemon Go Fest unlocking candy bonuses. Yokosuka unlocking Stardust bonuses. And Dortmund unlocking XP bonuses. These are the three major events happening this summer. I think that's really great that they're doing this. Going with that, we have some new shiny Pokemon happening. So R Rosalia will be shiny. Uh, introduced. Oh, nice in for Greg. Dortmund. And then Plusle and Minin will be shiny. And that will be introduced at Pokemon Go Fest. Oh, cool. Speaking of shinies, because we've been talking about shinies, we can. The Sulf Road has done a bunch of research in the past three to four months about shiny Pokemon. There was a bunch of people that participated to help with this research. The SilphRoad.com has a really good article about it. It's a like three-part study on how they did this and what is what. Obviously, av when shiny stuff is averages. In Sun and Moon, for example, you have a what a one in four thousand ninety-six chance or whatever the odds are. What is it? One in four thousand ninety-six? I think. Uh, somewhere somewhere around there, yeah. That's uh you know, whatever the not an average, but that's the chances? I don't know what the the word is for it. It's like buying a lottery ticket and it says you have a uh, one like, in ten chance of winning, but that doesn't yeah, mean you're guaranteed to win in ten. No, nah, it's just the probability. Yeah. Yeah. The probability of winning. Again, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give you the numbers here. If you want to read the full article and you know the research they did for this, you're more than welcome to. But uh, the base wild encounter rate, so just clicking on a Pokemon that can be shiny and seeing if it is in Pokemon Go, they are averaging it is one in four hundred and fifty, and they have a ninety five percent confidence level that it's between four twenty five to four seventy five. Again, this is all based on averages. 
uh, a legendary raid. So this would be your Ho-Oh, your Kyogre, your Lugia. That was a 1 in 19 chance. Again, just to verify, just because you do 19 legendary Ho-Oh raids does not guarantee you to get one. <laughs> but that's that's the, the, the rate. Community day. So those are your Larvitars, your Mareeps, your uh, Charmanders. 1 in 24. Hmm. Mawile raids. So Mawile and Absol are raid exclusive. So they do have different... They, they did calculate that these were different odds. Uh, so Mawile is 1 in 35. Absol is 1 in 75. When Aerodactyl was introduced, it was a 1 in 45 chance. They had enough research to do studies on field research, which Aerodactyl was in. You know how it was like, evolve a Nomonite, and then an Aerodactyl would pop up because you completed that. Well, no, I haven't gotten that one. Well, they're all gone. They don't exist anymore. But back oh. in the day when they did, it was about a 1 in 60 chance for Aerodactyl and that. And then finally, certain baby Pokemon can be shiny. For example, Pichu, uh, Why Not, Magby, Togepi. These Pokemon can be shiny. They have calculated that that is a 1 in 50 chance that if your egg hatches and it's a baby Pokemon, uh, it can be shiny. Is there anything I can do to make it so that my egg will be a baby Pokemon? I think baby Pokemon only come out of certain eggs. Like what kind of eggs? I think they only... I th- think why not only comes out of 10k and then Megby, pichu and togepi come out of 5k oh i think oh, i hatch a lot of eggs it's true and they have not found research that um weather boost or or uh anything of the sort adds to that or changes that yeah i'm not sure what does weather boost what is it supposed to do because first off I'm getting a lot of warnings from Pokemon Go that I'm going to die from the weather. Okay. Even though it's just like a regular nice day outside. Probably <laughs> accurate. <laughs> You're probably just going to die from the weather. Uh, the weather boosts usually increase. Uh, they do two things. So if it's if it's cloudy, I think, it increases the spawns for normal type Pokemon and rock type Pokemon. And yes. then it also makes those Pokemon more powerful. Oh, so, so they have more CPs. Correct. Yep. Ah. So if it's fog, which is rare, where it rarely ever happens, I've only seen fog once so far in Wisconsin, but it increases dark type Pokemon spawns and ghost type, and then it increases their CP. Well, I need to catch, I think, 10 ghost types or something, so fog it up, dudes. You better hope that DC gets real foggy real fast. It happens, actually. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, there there are some sh- shiny shiny stuff for you. Again, they're not ripped core from the data like um the one in four thousand ninety six is from uh, like Sun and Moon. Well, that didn't even have to be ripped from the core. There was a Team Skull member sitting right outside the Game Freak offices <laughs> who told me that. Very true. Very true. <laughs> they straight up just told you what the odds are in those games. All right, we'll take a quick break. Then we're going to talk about the uh, E3 coverage of Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. So we will be right back. Uh, And they have also shown a new Pokemon called, I don't know how to pronounce this, so you guys can correct me. Nakadandalay? Nakadandalay? Isn't it like... Just like Nagandel. Nag, 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 Nag
And we are back from our break. Let's talk about this Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. What did you see? I'm I'm out of the loop. I avoided E3 like the plague because last year, last year they promised me one anthem didn't come. They promised me again this year. So we'll not see. coming this year. Anthem probably not. Yeah. Anthem is February 2019. There you go. So, but last year they promised that it could it be wrong be like this year, and they also promised some game where there was like a bear. I was on a motorcycle and then there was a bear and the bear went and ate the bad guys and I ain't seen that game either. What game is this? It has some post-apocalyptic thing where you- Yeah, good and evil? I don't know, but it it never showed up. It it, it doesn't, didn't get released. So why is E3 wasting my life? It's all promises, no delivery. Yeah, that's pretty unless, accurate. Uh, uh, unless it's like Fortnite on the Switch, or what was the other one that was like immediately available? Oh, uh, Fallout Shelter, which I'm not interested in playing either one of those. They did a treehouse, so if you didn't if you didn't watch Nintendo's E3, it was 45 minutes long. I'm not exaggerating. Exactly 30 minutes of that E3 press conference was dedicated to Super Smash Brothers. Immediately after that direct ended, they did the treehouse stuff, which they proceeded to do another 30 minutes of Smash Brothers. And then after that, they did about 25 minutes of Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, which was playable on the show floor there. Not the first time they've done demos at E3. They've had Sun and Moon was first playable. They've had other games, but I don't have which ones in front of me, but I know, I know for sure Sun and Moon was first playable at E3. Masuda was on stage, uh, with with his translator. One of them was holding a Pikachu. One of them was holding an Eevee the entire time. It was a little awkward. Was it the same guy who always translates for Masuda? I think so, yeah. Uh, who? I want to get that job. <laughs> yeah, that dude's, that dude's probably making bank. Uh, this is off Eurogamer. They were there. They have some bullet points. Reddit had a really good thread with a bunch of bullet points, but they didn't have a source for every single one of the bullet points. We'll just go through Eurogamer's. I tweeted a bunch of stuff when I was going through, and so if you were following, if you were following at Pokemon Podcast on Twitter, I was doing screenshots and tweets. I was, I was not only live streaming it, I was live tweeting it. So I was trying to do my best to keep people up to date with things that seemed important from that. Things that they didn't mention at the press conference. Okay, I want to get one thing out of the way. I didn't. This was not mentioned at all at at the, the Nintendo Treehouse. I haven't seen anyone report on it. But I, I got a press release for it. Now, I normally don't publish the press releases because we live in a day, it, we live in an age where Twitter is, ju- it's just easier for me to take a line of detail and tweet it and just, there you go. I don't need to write up an entire post. Like, I don't need the 0.001 cent from somebody going to the website and clicking on the article just to read literally something I can tweet. I don't want to waste people's time. But I did not see anyone post on this, but it was from a it was from a press it was from a press release from Nintendo. It specifically said somebody did ask me for the source of this and I did screenshot it, but it said that there is no actual gameplay way of getting Mew in Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. The only way to get Mew is to buy the Pokeball Plus. Yeah, that's it. 
for $50, and you can get Mew off that. And they have made it seem like it's like the whole uh, Manaphy egg from Ranger, where once that Mew is taken off, there there is no more Mew. <laughs> the other very specific thing that they said in the press release is not only is there no way to catch Mew in Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee without buying a $50, attack, a $50 extra add-on thing, your Mew in Pokemon Go will not and cannot transfer over. You can transfer the first 150 Pokemon from Pokemon Go to Let's Go, but you cannot transfer your Mew. So if you're going like, I'm just going to transfer my Mew, I don't want to spend 50 bucks, ain't going to work. Hmm. I mean, that's that's reasonable. They they can do that. I mean, it's not fair, but the only thing I can think of is my coworker was saying yesterday that the Pokeball Plus looks like the pendant that one of the gym leaders in the Orange Islands was wearing. And I was like, that is so weird and specific. I think the Pokeball Plus looks like a Pokeball. <laughs> that's what I said to him. And he's like, no, it's a pendant, just like the gym leader from the Orange Islands was wearing. And I'm like, okay, bud, I'm glad you've got a new interest in Pokemon that you never had before. <laughs> let's, let's do some bullet points. So the gameplay footage we saw, for those that didn't watch, is the trainer started in the Viridian Forest and finished up with the first gym battle against Brock, although they did not they did not activate that battle. So we just saw Brock at the end. I'm pretty sure this is exactly what people played on the show floor of the demo. Every time I saw somebody start the demo, they started right at the beginning of the Viridian Forest. Uh, I didn't see any footage of actually people battling Brock, so I'm pretty sure that's when the game ended, right before that Brock battle, which makes sense. Second bullet point here is Pokeball throwing seems more timing-based than accuracy-based, although it's possible to miss. Hmm. All right. So it seemed more of like flicking flicking your wrist to just throw the ball, but it didn't seem like it was... It, doesn't, it didn't seem like it was like, oh, you, you, you flicked slightly to the left, so the ball went to the left. Now, yeah. not, not to be confused, there are curve throws like in Pokemon Go, but every time they flicked... In the in the treehouse, the ball just it went s- just straight. It always just went straight. So it's not like me constantly missing the Pokemon in Pokemon Go. <laughs> yeah, I and I again, I don't know if there's an assist mode. I don't know if there's a uh uh. We're not a hundred percent sure how that works. And even if if even if somebody played it at the show floor, you know whatever they might have played may not have been final. And I say that because uh when when a lot of people played Arms early. Uh, at like a at a Nintendo show at a PAX or something. If when these media people or or games coverage people when they played Arms, they could only play or Splatoon too. That's a good one too. They could only play with the motion controls. Nintendo refused to turn off any motion controls for those. But we know that in Splatoon two, you could turn off the motion controls. We know with Arms, you didn't have to. You could play with a normal controller. But I'm just saying. I, I'm not. I'm not confirming that there are that you could turn it off. I have no clue. I'm just saying that when Nintendo shows things, while there may be options at these press releases or at these press events, you only get one normally. Yes, they they don't just allow people to 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 not experience it in the crafted way that they have chosen for people to experience it. Pokémon earn XP from catching Pokémon with a multiplier bonus for how good your throw is technique. You can throw the ball underarm, overarm, etc. and so on. I don't think we saw any of that really. 
Like the Pokemon Go experience you earned as trainer being passed to your whole party. I'm not sure what that last line means. I think that has to do with experience share because when yeah, they caught like, a Pokemon. Like experience share. Yeah. yeah. Wild Pokemon are no longer in the grass. You can see them roam around. We know that. Uh, wild Pokemon have different auras. So this was new. Uh, there are large and small auras. So red for large, blue for small. Not clear if their size has impact on gameplay or competitiveness. How many CPs they have. <laughs> Your partner Pokemon will wiggle its tail when there's a nearby item. Wait, they don't just appear as Pokeballs lying around on the ground? They do, they do. Uh, but mm. apparently there's it w- w- wiggles its tail. A second player can join you by wiggling their Joy-Con. Uh, Pokemon HP, attack, defense, special attack, and so on appear to be the same screen we saw in the demo. So just to clarify that. There are natures in this game, just just like there there has been natures ever since Gen three. That was that when that was introduced, right? I will take your word for it because sure. I've never paid that much attention to natures. Yeah, well, I mean, I I do now for breeding and stuff, but I I never paid attention to when they actually started. It's mm. like when when did the IVs and EVs kind of start getting fixed? Because that's when nature started to come into play. Then the 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 physical special split was Gen four. Where, where did I leave off? However, there is a new candy-based system for powering them up. Uh, this system involves you to be able to transfer your Pokemon from your storage box and let's go to Professor Oak. And then you get a certain type of candy in return. Oh, no. He's killing the Pokemon. Instead of, being, uh, instead of it being candy like in Pokemon Go, the candy corresponds to vitamins in the mainline games. So there is like tough candy, smart candy, uh, sweet candy, quick candy, for example. All right, so it's kind of like the the bars that you made in was that Gen three or Gen four? Bars? The, the, Can- like the the hmm. Candy bars? No, they were kind of different. They were like pokey bricks or something like that. I don't remember these pokey bricks. Because you you don't side games in Pokemon are what you bypass as quickly as possible. That's not true. Oh, did you complete Detective Pikachu? Will not yet. Um, <laughs> I that's did. That's not a side game. I mean, I'm talking about like in a regular Pokemon oh, game. Oh, oh, oh! You, you're talking do, about like, the, the, like you want to do Pokestar Studios, yeah. yeah. And like, what part of Gen three was there was a thing thing where you could like have four people smash berries together, and then they you get a Pokebar at the end or something. I I don't know why Weird. this has fled my memory, but you know I heard the Pokeball Plus looks like a uh, an amulet pendant yeah. from a gym leader. Uh, there's appears to be a rating for a Pokemon's CP combat power for non Pokemon Go players on the stat stream. Although we need to look more into it, I want to say at one point they asked Masuda about the CP, and he said the reason we kept it. I could be. I maybe I misremembered. I want to say though that the I should have t- wrote wrote it down, but everything was happening so fast that like by the time I was like typing up a tweet, he, they were like moving on to the next thing. But I want to say he said something along the lines that the reason they kept CP was for people who are unfamiliar with the series for them to quickly see which Pokemon is better, like which just which Pokemon is stronger, without having to worry about like the six stats. Uh, the reason they kept CP is because this game is literally designed to get Pokemon Go players to buy Switches and get them <laughs> into the... I am not even kidding. My coworker said to me yesterday, 
uh, he said, well, I have to get a Switch so I can get the Let's Go game. Are there other games on the Switch that are worth playing? And I'm like, you are the you are the person. You are you the, st- the target. You are what they put up on the whiteboard when they were making this game. Yep. When they were he, like, what's our audience? And they were like, y- y- your coworker, that's our audience. He never cared about Pokemon until Pokemon Go. And now he's ready to drop $300 to buy a Switch so that he can play Let's Go Pikachu or Let's Go Eevee. My mom's the same way. She didn't she didn't care about the Switch and she loves Pokemon Go and now she wants this because it's because it, it's related to Pokemon Go. See, people were naysaying me and I say them nay back. Yeah, we got two we got two cases. That's all you need. <laughs> that's, that's science right there. Science. We did the research. We talked to two people, both people agreed. <laughs> your rival, Will, do you want to know your rival's name? Gary. It's Trace. Trace? Wait, is it different than Tracy? It is different. It is not Tracy. Okay, because Tracy I I liked. Your player character name. This is always real important. Is it uh, Benedict? Will give give me who who are the who are the player character characters in uh, in Red and Blue? And Red it's Red and Blue. Okay, what about <laughs> what about Gold and Silver? Uh, was that Gold and Silver as well? No one ever remembers Gold and Silver. They always say. Well, the protagonist is gold, and the rival is silver. While the rival is silver, the protagonist in gold is n- never called gold. His name is Ethan. Ethan. Your character, and, uh, and uh, I think like X and Y, I think it's Calum. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, the characters in Sun and Moon are called Sun and Moon, which I was like, yes, they're getting away from these real names and just going <laughs> back to like, just let them be generic stand-ins. But uh, your 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 player character character in this game is called Chase, and the female character is called Elaine. Why couldn't they make it rhyme with Ace? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like you got Trace, you got Chase, and Elaine. Yeah, <laughs> there was, somebody dropped the ball there. What was uh, black and white? Was uh, Hilda and? Uh, oh, they those were horrible. Hilda names. and Hilbert were black yes. and white. Yeah. Yes. That was so bad. I, I, I apologies to anyone named Hilbert or Hilda. I, I'm sorry. Oh, if your name is Hilda or Hilbert, you are my hero <laughs> because you have not had an easy life. Chanseys are working in the Pokemon Center. To, to connect with other players for trading, you can use a code made up of three Pokemon, say Pidgey, Pikachu, Meowth. And when they enter the same code, you are matched together. Hmm. I wonder, I wonder where this came from. Sounds like Pokemon Go. Hmm. <laughs> when Pokemon are sent to Let's Go from Pokemon Go, they appear in Go Park, an in-game location where you can walk around and explore. I wonder where I wonder where this is from, Will. Say, so could it be the Safari Zone? It could, hmm. yeah, it could be the Safari Zone. Or it could be something called Pal Park. Which oh. was introduced hmm. in HeartGold Soul Silver. Do you think they got rid of the casino? Oh no, 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 no. They they have to have the game corner. I hope so. I want to spend some slots. You got to get your Abras. That's five right. Abras at a time. <laughs> got to buy five Abras at a time. How else am I going to get a shiny Abra? Uh, <laughs> uh, interact with Pokemon to go uh, to go catch them on the screen. Higher CP, harder to catch. I would assume. Okay, so they did show Go Park. It is it is where the Safari Zone is in Fuchsia City. No surprises there. It's just like Pal Park. If you've never done Pal Park, when you transfer Pokemon from Fire Red, Leaf Green. Ruby, Sapphire, or Emerald into Heart Gold, Soul Silver. 
they go into Pal Park. You can transfer six at a time. And Pal Park is the same park every time you walk in. There's a grassy area, there's a rocky area, there's a pond area, there's an ocean area, and then there's like um, a forest area. So if you transfer in like a Lapras, it's going to be in the ocean area. If you transfer in a Geodude, it's going to be in the mountain area. If you transfer in a Venonat, it's going to be in the, the forest area. So when you transfer these six Pokemon, my pro tip, if you're transferring into Harkold Soul Silver, transfer the same type of species, so then you don't have to explore. So transfer like six ocean Pokemon, Lapras, Tentacool, Cloyster. Then you don't have to go anywhere else. You just go straight to the ocean area, you find all six. But in that Pile Park instance, you just had to find the Pokemon. You had six Safari Balls or whatever they were called. You didn't have to battle it. You just threw the ball, you caught it. It was a waste of time, really. I don't know why they made you do it. I don't know what game logistics they, they needed to do, or if they just thought, like, hey, these Pokemon you caught, it's fun to find them and catch them again with 100% catch rate. I'm not sure. Isn't it also, was it, wasn't it that you could only do six per day? You could do six per time. You could do unlimited okay. a day. Okay. I spent a three-hour plane ride transferring over 100 Pokemon from <laughs> Leaf Green to HeartGold SoulSilver. Wow. Silver. Yeah, you could do as many as you want. Let me tell you. The first two times you do it, you're like, yeah, this is pretty cool. After like the 50th catch, you're like, please, please just let me, just let me have them. <laughs> I'm sick of walking in the grass looking for Persian because I can't remember what field it's in. Oh, jeez. This seems exactly the same. I can't imagine. I, I, I find it hard to believe if you transfer your, your Zapdos from Pokemon Go to Go Park that it would run away from forever if you cannot catch it. <laughs> Oh, man, that would be so cool, though. I, I don't think that would work. Uh, I just uh, recently listened to the story of your mom and uh, and her Zapdos, and I would just find it hilarious if she put it into Park, <laughs> Go Park, and it flew away. <laughs> it's gone forever. It looks like your Pokemon are around to be level 30 to level 40 when you lock unlock the ability to import Pokemon from Pokemon Go. That is a rough estimate. Of course, we know that when you get to Fuchsia City, that's probably the uh, around the 6th gym badge normally. You can import Pokemon from anyone's Go account. To start the process, you need to have access to that account. So what that means is I can transfer Pokemon from my Pokemon Go account to my Let's Go game or... If Irene caught, uh, like a Latias, well, Latias is a bad example because that's Gen 3. Let's say Irene, uh, you know, traveled to Australia and she caught 30 Kangaskans. I did not travel to Australia to catch Kangaskan, Kangaskan. She could hook her phone up via Bluetooth to my Switch, transfer over a Kangaskan. It doesn't restrict, it doesn't lock. My mom could come over and put her Zapdos into my game. Now remember, it's a one-way trip. They've clarified this before. They clarified it again at the Treehouse. Once a Pokemon leaves Pokemon Go to the Let's Go games, they cannot go back. What? There is no clarification for Bank. There's no clarification that if Let's Go can work with any other game, we don't know. So I would just be cautious for transferring your Pokemon from the from your uh, iPhone or Android phone to Let's Go if because uh, they don't go they don't go back. One way trip. This is this changes quite a bit. <laughs> Pokemon Go Pokemon sent from Let's Go will leave your storage and go. You will get some candy in refer, return for transferring them. Healthy, mighty, tough, smart, courage, and quick candy are the types. Each one corresponds with HP, attack, speed, etc. 
when used on a Pokemon in your choice. It is not clear if this links to the Eevees uh, and how the back system works. We don't know yet, but we do know that you get candy and such. Also, I don't know if we know if natures are in the game. Or, I'm sorry, we know natures. Uh, abilities, I'm sorry. Abilities. I don't think we saw any menus with mm. abilities yet. Yeah, probably not. The Pokeball Plus lets you store Pokemon on it and makes the Pokemon cry sound when you shake it. The LED has sorts loads of colors. The light will correspond with the color of the Pokemon stored there. So, for example, if you store a Vulpix, it should be red. If you store a Pikachu, it should be yellow. Oh, that's cool. If you buy the Pokeball Go Plus at launch, you will get access to the mythical Pokemon Mew. And there is a bundle containing both of them. Poke, both the Pokeball Plus and the, uh, and the game. <laughs> yes, for $99. Uh, there are some other bullet points here. I think we talked about that. Pikachu and Eevee are your starters. They do not evolve. I think we've talked about that before. No random encounters. Uh, Pokemon can follow you outside. Oh, okay. Let's uh, Actually, I'm glad we're going through this. So the Pokemon following you, uh, if, you watch the, if you watch the Nintendo thing, they show a Charmander following you. Uh, they then went, so you have six Pokemon. Before, how Pokemon followed you in HeartGold, SoulSilver is whatever Pokemon was first in your party, that was the one following you. I think in the, the treehouse, Onyx was like fourth in the party. They, all they did is they went into their party, they went to Onyx, and they clicked, I think, like, I think it was called Follow, and then they were suddenly riding the Onyx. So it doesn't matter which order they are in. Which is nice, because if you want to keep a certain Pokemon at the front of your party, but you want to ride somebody in the back of your party, you're able to do that. So they showed how that worked during the treehouse. That is important. Other Pokemon can follow you outside their balls. You can ride some too. We talked about Onyx and stuff. Boxes are now in your live in your bag. It sounds like you can switch Pokemon on the fly with, without, with having an active party of six. We were given the following quote from the Pokemon company. Quote, you can put your partner Pokemon in a box, but the way the box system works is different than in other games, that your box is actually in your bag. Your partner Pokemon does take up one spot of the six slots in your team. So I don't think you need to actually go to the PC anymore to switch out Pokemon. That's really nice, because that means you can just, yeah, you can do it anywhere you are. That, but you see, cool. Will, this isn't a main series or a core game, so it, it doesn't count. It's not canon. They're not going to... I'm just kidding. That was sarcasm. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter because it's a game that I will play. <laughs> so there you go. That's all that's important. Speaking of the... I wanted to bring this up real quick. We talked about this like two weeks ago, but the whole conversation about main series games and spinoff games, and now this word is going around being core series... Pokemon fans like to like to latch on certain words. My rant two weeks ago was pretty much too long. Didn't read. Doesn't for 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 me. It doesn't matter if it's a core or if it's a main or if it's a spinoff or if it's a sequel or whatever you want to call it. A Pokemon game is a Pokemon game. It's either good or bad. It's either enjoyable or not. And that's how I look at things. There you go. There are still people who are are, are in doubt. That this is not a main series game, <laughs> even though it's been said multiple times by the Pokemon Company and by Game Freak and by Masuda <laughs> that it is. Now, because they're so mad, they're so upset that this is a main series game for whatever reason, even though, like, to me, if it's just a game you're not interested in, then just don't buy it. At the end of the day, 
you're not happy about this. So if the argument you're going to use is, well, it's not main series, but then, you know, it is. So you can't use that argument anymore to yell at people about your, your, how you cannot enjoy this. People now start to fall back on the word core. And so that's their new argument, right? Well, it's not a core series game. <laughs> that's their new argument. I'm going to pull, uh, pull a quick article from Bulbapedia. Now, I want, I want to keep in mind that the word, the word core series is, has existed for a while, but people really started running, running with it when, when it was used about three weeks ago at the, uh, at the event where they said, let's go Pikachu, let's go Eevee, our uh, main series game. And they said, we're working on a new core series for late 2019. We've talked about that. So a bunch of these people grabbed onto the word core. This, this, is, this has been on Bulbapedia for a while. Obviously, Bulbapedia is not the Pokemon company and not Game Freak. It has not been revised or anything. You, uh, just like any Wikipedia, anyone can go in and change it, but you can look at the uh, history if you want, if you're worried about that. This has been written for a while, hasn't really changed. I just want to read it. The core series of Pokemon games, or core games, are commonly referred to as the main series game or mainline games by fans. Is the game series that is always released on a Nintendo handheld system and is developed by Game Freak, which will follow the standard player of which will stand, follow the standard model of a player's journey through a specific reason uh, to catch a race Pokemon, battle trainers, fight crime, earn recognition, usually by collecting gym bads, until so they are acknowledged as the strongest trainer. Counting each individual games, there are 28 games in the series internationally, 29 in Japan, 19 in South Korea, counting paired individual games as a single release. There are currently 16 games in the series internationally, 17 in Japan, 10 in South Korea. Prior to Generation 6, it was standard for the Western releases of the core games to include the label version in their title, although it was seldom used by the Japanese releases. In Japanese, Korean, Chinese, the series is called the Pocket Monster series. As core series games contain the full name Pocket Monster in their title, Whereas side series or spin-off games usually use the abbreviation Pokemon in the title uh, instead. However, the Japanese release of Pokemon Stadium uses the Pocket Mon Monsters in English subtitles, despite the titles using Pokemon in Kana. Kana? Kana? Kana. I'd go with Kana. So there, here is a list of the core games by Bulbapedia. The original versions, Red, Green, Red, Blue... Gold, Silver, Ruby, Sapphire, Fire, Red, Leaf, Green, Diamond, Pearl, Heart, Gold, Soul, Silver, White, Black, XY, Omega, Ruby, Alpha, Sapphire, Sun, Moon, Let's Go, Pikachu, Let's Go, Eevee. Bulbapedia has something called the Upper Versions, which is Blue, Pikachu, Yellow, Crystal, Emerald, Platinum, Black and White, 2, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. So the reason I bring this up is because... There, there's this mindset of people still upset that Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevees are quote-unquote mainline games. So now they're using the argument that, well, they're not core games. And to me, <laughs> I, what's, what's the difference, Will? I don't, I don't know what they're trying to argue at this point. I, honest, I, don't. I honestly, I'm trying to understand what, what the point they're trying to make is. But at the end of the day, it comes back to they're still not happy about this. So they need to find some sort of word to justify why they're not buying it and playing it. When in reality, the justification is, okay, it's not for you. 
basically. I mean, for me, it's the same thing as mythical versus legendary. It it doesn't matter. It's a Pokemon. It it doesn't matter if it's mythical. It doesn't matter if it's legendary. Whatever criteria you're putting around it, it's your own imaginary science you're putting around imaginary creatures <laughs> that are all just little bits of data transferred over the internet. You know, and it's like you can't apply science to products that are created by a company that just very uh, uh, what is the word? Um, I don't want to say. Hmm. They they don't care. They they don't care. <laughs> you know, they just want to make games and make money. So yeah, I there is no explanation for it other than I I want to act like I'm more knowledgeable about something than you are. So, because that makes me feel better about myself. Not the same, but similar of like Pokemon Go is not a not a real Pokemon game or whatever people use to like put down Pokemon Go players. When one of the most interesting things I I I know I I I, I guess I knew this, but I completely forgot. But on the E three stage, Masuda was talking about how well we we all know right that Masuda made the music for Pokemon Go, made the sound effects and stuff. But uh, on stage, he talked about how he made the catch mechanic for Pokemon Go. Like, how you actually catch Pokemon in that game was made by him. Well, he's not, he's not a real Pokemon fan, obviously. He, yeah, right. That's right, right. Like, if he touches it, doesn't count. But it, it, it was cool to see how excited he got talking about Pokemon Go. And how, like, he, he, he made this catching system in Pokemon Go. And... And how 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 much he loves it, and how he wanted to do, introduce that into another game. It's it's so cool that pretty much the the person who is running the show there, who is you know involved with with originally programming and making the games, and who went on to like make the music and stuff, and has gone on to help like create creatures, and then has you know did like made the core catching mechanic in the most popular Pokemon game of all time, which is Pokemon Go. Um at least player player wise well player wise and money wise, uh it's made more money and has more players than any other Pokemon game before it. You can just tell that he cares so much about Pokemon and I think that's really cool. Oh yeah, because it's putting money in his pocket so he can live in those fancy Tokyo townhouses. <laughs> Somebody should do a documentary on Mr. Masuda so we can see how he really lives. Probably like has like a one bedroom apartment in like the decent but not great part of Tokyo. Is he is he married? I have no idea. Nobody knows anything except that he makes music and he makes children smile. Uh where do we leave off? Boxes uh are now in your bag. That's amazing. Hopefully they keep that for future Pokemon games. That seems I didn't even like really think about that, right? Of like, how do you make this better? Hey, how about you stop? Like, how about you just take the box with you so you don't always have to fly to a Pokemon Center? It's a cool change. Yeah, I mean, it's just like in the logic of the universe, the your bag has always been infinite, <laughs> infinite carry. Why couldn't you infinite carry Pokeballs in there? HMs are gone still. Amazing. Riding Pokemon seem to be the main way to get past obstacles like water as it was in Sun and Moon, although it's not clear how similar the systems will be. Trainer battles are still the same. Battles themselves are turn-based, Pokemon having four moves, so on and so forth. 
You can import Gen 1 from Pokemon Go to Let's Go. Ooh, your gamer has an issue, an error here. Any of the Pokemon of the first 151, wrong, 150. Um, you can be transferred through Let's Go via Bluetooth. Shinies have been confirmed to transfer over. There's local co-op, we talked about that. Multiple save files, we talked about that. Version exclusive Pokemon, they did. They didn't come out and say it, but they clearly showed that there were version exclusive Pokemon. They transferred a Sandshrew from one game. I can't remember if which one it was, Eevee or Pikachu, with a Vulpix from another one. Which, if I'm not mistaken, Vulpix and Sandshrew have always been in opposite games. They were opposite in Sun and Moon. They were opposite in Ultra Sun and Moon. I'm pretty sure they were opposite in Red and Blue or Gold Soul Silver. Very interesting. They've always been opposites. Somebody, I mean, somebody can correct me on that, but I'm I'm pretty confident in that. Who? What else were version exclusives back in the day? Mankey was. I remember, I remember, man. I was a, I was a, I was a ten-year-old kid. I just watched the Primeape episode of the anime. Do you remember that, where Mankey steals Ash's hat? Heck yeah, I do. And then he evolves, and I is uh, as as a as a ten-year-old, I was like, I want, I need a Primeape. I need a Primeape in my game. And Primeape, Mankey and Primeape were exclusive to Red, and I had Blue version. Oh man, I was super bummed. Wait, didn't somebody else in your family have the red version? My sister did, but I didn't want to trade with her because I didn't like my sister. I was a 10-year-old wow. boy. Come on. Nothing has changed. Uh, there's no breeding. I think we said this last week. Uh, IVs and EVs work differently. Masuda described something as everyone definitely cares and wonders about. I cannot speak to the details, but we will always focus on making the game accessible and easy to play for anyone, but also have this depth, which is there for players. This will be the same for these games, end quote. We will learn in time. Yeah, and we have plenty of time before these games come out. But I am, I was so excited for these games when they were announced. I am a hundred times more excited. I didn't think I could get more excited for these games, but I'm, I'm even more excited now. So let me mix some salt in with your sugar. The one thing that... I don't like, which hopefully with time, exposure, experience will change. Uh, I don't like the art style. It makes me think what? of Jimmy Neutron. It makes me think of Jimmy Neutron, and I didn't like the Jimmy Neutron cartoon. So it's like it's it's a real drawback to me. It's it's just too too cutesy, and 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 it's like early CGI, and I just. Hmm. Mm, Mm, not not for Will, but I mean, I'll still play me, it. It reminds me of like Poke Park, but not so zoomed in. Well, it's, I mean, it's the people. The people that, doing it? No, the people, the characters, right? In Poke Park, there are no people. Yeah. It's all Pokemon. Yeah. So those 3D models, hey, they can look like whatever they want to, but it's the, the humans in the game that the way that they are drawn and animated is a, is a drawback. Interesting. I really like the style. But I, I, I can see your complaints. Uh, it, it may grow on me. It's just I, I tried to watch Jimmy Neutron once, and I really didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Neutron's not that great. But you're, you're into the Pokeball Plus, right? That's something you, you're into? Uh, yeah, most likely. I don't know where I would put it, but yes. You know, just put it in your, uh, your suit pocket when you're at work. I don't wear a suit to work. <laughs> <laughs> most days. Uh, the only bullet point that the Eurogamer article did not have that Bulbapedia has here is both online trading and battling have been confirmed. However, 
It will require the Nintendo Switch online subscription. Uh, trading and battling via local will remain available to all players. So you don't need it for that. I know we've talked about that before, but just a little bit of clarification. And you can watch the entire uh, Treehouse uh, video on Nintendo's official website. Uh, it is actually 48 minutes long, but the last... Well, 30 of those minutes are Smash. No, no, this is this is all Pokemon. Oh, okay, okay. They don't start playing until like about three minutes in, and then they uh, the last like five minutes, they're just kind of talking. Which I, I said, I was like, I felt like 20 minutes, but yeah, actually, like, now looking at it, it does feel like 20 minutes, because they have to say everything twice, right? They have to say everything in English, and then everything in Japanese. Well, everything in Japanese, and then in English. Yeah. Wait, maybe. I don't know. Oh, a couple things I noticed that this uh, Eurogamer article didn't point out is there's a, there's a slowpoke in Pewter City, and... um the the lady next to the slowpoke asks asks you to do something. I forget what the context is, um, but Masuda said that he he used the word like side missions. I think he said I wanted to add more side missions, or maybe he said side content because it really makes it feel like Pokemon and our humans are living in the world together. Um, and we saw a lot of that in in Sun and Moon. Yeah, certainly did. And that, I mean that was generally enjoyable. If they're if uh, they're going to be tailored to kids, <laughs> I mean we only saw those the slowpoke and it was pretty basic. I forgot what I forgot what they what they needed to do for the slowpoke. But the other thing I have in my notes here is Masuda said uh, that his goal of this game is to bring hardcore fans and new fans together, and to get people to buy Nintendo Switches. <laughs> That was the uh, second goal in his bullet point. Oh, oh, uh, the multiplayer stuff. This wasn't mentioned, but this was uh, shown. When somebody else joined in, it became a two-versus-one battle. So it it significantly made it easier for the player if somebody else joined in. So I think I said this last week. The the two-player system definitely seems very much designed for parents and kids. Oh, oh, definitely, and it's like, and not that, that that's not bad. I just like, it is when when a second player joins in and you're versing Bug Catcher in the Viridian Forest, it is now two Pokemon against their Caterpie. <laughs> it is a huge advantage to you. <laughs> yeah, it's like um, my nephew was playing uh, Poke Park Two, and he could not do. And I think this was like the last thing that had to be done in order for him to like unlock the final boss scene. And it was like a Pelipper sky race where you had to use motion controls to go through gold rings or something as you're flying and speeding and, you know, win the race and everything. And he had to hand me the controller so that I could do it for him. And like, this is a way. And you were like, look, I can't do wormholes. I can't do this. Oh, would you stop? (laughs) This is a big difference. But, like, this allows parents to help their kids without having to take the controller from them, right? Ooh, it's, it's doing yeah. it together yep. rather than the little kid handing the thing over to your to their parents and saying, can you do this for me? Interesting. I didn't think of that. That's a good point. That's really cool because all mom and dad have to do is just uh, wiggle on in, just shake on in. Uh, and, and, yeah, they're at, they're at an advantage. Man, I remember being, you know... I remember the first time I got to the end of that game 
and I, I finally beat Lance, right, after, like, losing to the Elite Four 20, 30 times in a row. You know, I was a kid, my Blastoise had Hydro Pump, Surf, Skull Bash, and probably Bubble Beam, because I thought, like, oh, it's a water Pokemon, gotta have four water-type moves, right? Skull Bash is a water-type move? No, Skull Bash is just one of the last moves that Blastoise learns. Skull Bash is a garbage move, by the way. I would have rather taken, like, a water gun over Skull Bash. <laughs> But I remember losing to Lance, you know, like 20, 30 times, just grinding the Elite Four, and then finally beating Lance and feeling so relieved that I did it. I was the Elite Four champion. And then seeing my rival there afterwards, like, I have no Pokemon left, and then instantly lose and thinking, like, this is the hardest game ever. But yeah, it's it's cool that somebody could just jump in and play. You gotta get those kids playing as early as possible, Will. That's, that's, it's like... It's like saving money for your retirement when you're in your early 20s. The earlier you catch them, the more money you make off of them. <laughs> That's right. See, they did the long con, Will. They, when, when Red and Blue came out, they were like, hey, you know, these are the same game, but, you know, if you really want that Vulpix and that Mankey and that Sandshrew and you don't have any friends or you just like to collect, you got to pony up $60. This, this is, they made the perfect game for people who don't have friends, that those are the people that want to buy it, but it also relies on you having friends. So then it puts you into that difficult situation where you're just like, well, I'll buy two. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, supply and demand, things increase in price. Then they got us buying two versions of $40 games that we did for several years. And now, now they really got us. Two versions of $60 games plus... Hey, we invented this really cool accessory. It's 50 bucks. But hey, we'll save you $10 if you pre-order the bundles. Will, last year I spent $80. Ultra Sun Ultra Moon, 80 bucks. I am spending $200 this fall because I need two Pokéball Pluses, one for what? my Eevee version, one for my Pikachu version. Why wait? Do you really need two Pokeball Pluses? I, I get two Mews? Why? Well, uh, can, uh, can one Pokeball Plus work on two different games? I don't think so. Maybe, but also, <laughs> why can't you just... They didn't say you couldn't trade the Mew from Let's Go Eevee to Let's Go Pikachu. They just said you can't trade it into Pokemon Go. That's true, that's true, but I want the full experience. I, I don't if if a, if a ball is locked to said game, I need another ball for the other game. I think you need to look at your sources of income and reevaluate how you're approaching these problems. I got Amazon <laughs> gift cards. Oh, dag nabbit! <laughs> but then, okay, then this is the other dilemma. Will this is this is the end of the show? By the way, uh, we're not going to do Pokemon of the Week just because of how long these have been running. Pretty happy with all, right. all the news. I'm pretty excited. I'm so excited for these games. I don't know how we're gonna, what we're gonna do for coverage for them. You're gonna have a Kanto vacation. <laughs> well, here's the thing: is Irene doesn't have a Switch, right? Oh, so I can, I can buy us, I can get, I can get her a Switch. Did I buy, buy it and be that business expense, right? Um, there you go. But I don't know if she'll have time to play it because the games come out you know, second week of November, and we have a wedding in December. Well, technically the wedding's like 
January. Yeah, but she also works nine to five and then to like come home and like it was, you know. Oh, so it's fine for me to have to power through these games. But for (laughs) Irene, oh, no, 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 no. See, because when we do a little when we do these when we do these series that people love, I give you the two, two, three weeks off so you can play the game at your own pace. That's true. Props to Irene. I mean, she 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 worked her nine to five job. She came home. She played her heart out for Pokemon, and then she recorded. And we, you know, we 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 got com- we got some complaints. You always have the people that are like, "Oh, it's a girl. I'm going to complain." But oh, I hate those people. Please, I mean, listen to the episode and just don't say anything about it. Thanks. Well, I mean, like they're they're clearly complaining because she's female, not and but the, but they won't ever say that, right? It's. <laughs> They'll say everything but, but the the real complaint is it's it, it's you're insecure and you're complaining because she's a girl. But they always say like, oh, she's not knowledgeable, or um, has she ever played a Pokemon game in her life? Or they they use they use stuff like that. They usually throw the knowledge card, which is completely irrelevant when you're talking about your feelings and your opinions about a game you literally just sat down and played. Exactly. <laughs> you know, props to her because she she. You know, worked, came home, did it. I don't think she'll be able to do it this year. Uh, so I don't know what we'll do. Uh, because I, I like the, I, I mean, I, I could, I could sucker you into it, Will, but I, I like the big appeal. And I think why those episodes do so well when new games come out is because there is a feeling of, you know, all three of us in the same room together talking. I, I think the Bane series are, are our core series episodes that we put out in ISC. I think they do very well because uh, I edit them very heavily. But I also edit those episodes. But there's there's something you can't there's there's something about people being in the same room that just sounds slightly better. Uh, I no, I agree. I like that episode we recorded after Pokemon Go Fest last year, and we were all four of us were in the same room, and it was definitely a different atmosphere. Because I could look at all of your ridiculous faces and give you nasty looks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll figure it out. Maybe, maybe we'll force you, Will, to take a week off. Just take the last month. Let's just take the last two months off of your job. Just all of November, all of December. All right. You got to come. You, you got to be here for. You'll be here for Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. We'll record. Uh, I'll take you to Culver's. And then. <laughs> yeah, that's a lie. And then we'll we'll do some bachelor party stuff, and then uh, then the wedding. So you you can't work anyways. Well, you might as well take two months off. Uh, when do I take that trip to Hawaii with my mom? That's already bought and paid for. Uh, when is the when when are, the, when are those dates? <laughs> the the week before Christmas. Oh, okay. Well, you you fly out of you'll just fly out of Milwaukee. All right, sounds good. And you just, you'll meet her in Hawaii. I, I mean, it's possible. It can be done. <laughs> All right, that's our episode. No Pokemon of the week. As as I, I don't think we're probably getting. I don't think we're gonna get any more news next week. I think it's safe to say there there'll probably be a hold on. Let's go Pikachu. Let's go Eevee news. So I think we'll we'll fall into more of a normal news, normal episode cycle. And and yeah, anything you got? Anything else, Will? I, I was just gonna say you say that now, and then they're gonna have yeah. like a ton. A, dump truck of news hey i don't mind being i don't mind being wrong if i'm wrong and there's a dump (laughs) truck of news that's that's good for me that's a win-win here um go for it 
And sorry we keep bringing up the conversation about these uh, these main series, core series, fans, not fans. It's just, it's it's a lot of negativity that I don't think we've seen before in the franchise. And we've we've been doing this, Will, you've been doing this for five years, I've been doing this for eight years, and it sucks. It sucks because a lot of people are excited and other people are trying to put down that enjoyment because it was something not, something they feel was not made for them. And at the end of the day, listening listening to this podcast, talking to your friends about Pokemon, playing Pokemon, it should be fun. And no one yeah. no one should be no one should be in a position to be like, Well, it's not for me, so I want to make sure that you don't enjoy it. That's and that's like I, I would love to take one of those people to the zoo yesterday to see the literal literal hundreds of people out playing Pokemon Go and just having fun, everybody at the zoo together, you know, and, and you and, and I want them to say to me, all right, you know, these people aren't real Pokemon fans. Then what are they enjoying? What, what, what is it that has brought them together? You know, you're, you're deluding yourself. So it's very tiring. It is tiring. <laughs> it is tiring. Hopefully we won't have to bring it up again, but if you made it to the end, thank you. We are nine reviews away from 900 reviews in iTunes. That's kind of our goal before our anniversary. We will be celebrating eight years in July of this podcast. So nine more reviews to 900. If you haven't already, please feel free to uh, throw us a review in Apple Podcasts slash iTunes. Uh, And thank you for everyone who has recently left us reviews. Uh, I do appreciate it. Um, but yeah, nine more reviews and then we'll hit 900. And then I guess our next milestone is to, uh, try to get to a thousand thousand before the end of the year. That would be cool if we can get to a thousand reviews in iTunes before the end of the year, but we'll see. Maybe I'm sure there will be a big burst of, uh, Pokemon fans with, uh, these new games. So, and you know, you know what, if you've already done a review for it's super effective in iTunes, go over to drive check. <laughs> Cause I'm sitting at like 30 reviews That's and I could though. use some more. I, we've been in business for over two years. We've been in business. No, you're sitting at 41, 41. Will. Oh, then I got to catch up on reading some of those negative reviews. You got zero, zero, five stars. You're way, you're doing better than I see. Wait, I have zero five stars? I have five stars. Oh, I'm sorry. My mom gave sorry. me a review. Zero one stars. My okay, bad. Okay, thank you. <laughs> My bad. All right. That's our episode. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out. We'll get back to that normal format of we have a bunch of emails we're sitting on. Re- some really good emails, too, that we'll talk about. Um, we'll get back to Pokemon of the Week. We'll get back to the normal news segment. We'll get back to pretty much what we've done before. Um, so... Hopefully you guys have enjoyed the last three episodes now that have kind of been non-traditional in a sense. But uh, Will is at Wash in the Sink. I'm at Dragging a Lake. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast. Uh, We will be speedrunning some Pokemon Dash this week. Uh, We're going to try to break a world record here. I have never sped run a game in my life. If you're interested in that, twitch.tv slash pkmncast. We're going to try to speed run some dash this week. Probably do a little bit of shiny hunting as well. Uh, yes, I did get Pheromosa in one encounter. Yes, shiny Pheromosa in one <laughs> encounter. I don't know why I would lie about that. Everything on Twitch is recorded and live. Well. 
Um, the way you you snapped it, it could be a little bit dubious. <laughs> Camera just glitches out right at the right time. Shiny Faramosa shows up. Uh, we'll be back next week, every Monday, of course. Uh, have a happy Father's Day to the fathers out there. Uh, to to Mr. Mime, happy Father's Day. You've been a great dad to Ash. Thank you so much for your services to Delia. I'm sure she is very satisfied. Oh, this is the end of the episode. Uh, we will see you guys next week. Uh, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. disturbing about Latias and Mr. Mime every dang time. Hey, Latia, Latias is a, is a mom. Save that for Mother's I, Day. <laughs> oh, Lord. It's Super Effective was created and produced by me, Steve Black Jr. Logo and artwork were also created by me. The music at ISC was created by Nicholas Burgess. If you enjoy ISE, consider leaving a review on Apple Podcast or just tell a fellow friend about the show. ISE is my current job right now, and I need all the support I can get to keep doing it weekly. If you'd like to support ISE, you can do so on Patreon. You can support me by heading over to ISE.cash. For as little as $2 a month, you'll gain access to our Slack community where you can battle, trade, and chat with other trainers. And for $5 a month, you'll gain access to our bonus anime podcast. A quick shout out to our producers of this show, which include Robert, Kevin, Mason, Watermelon, and Cygnus. Thank you all for listening.